Hello, everyone. Welcome to Live, Loud, and Laundered, a bi-weekly podcast talking about music from Bandcamp and beyond. This week, we have local artist Down Hall from the Greensboro area of North Carolina. They are currently residing in Richmond, Virginia. I will be playing one of their songs to get us started off, and then we'll be right into the interview. Can you tell me your name again? Gordon Phillips. And um, he is a part of a band called Downhall. So I, I wanted to ask you, um, why, why, what was the inspiration for the name uh, Downhall? Sure. So um, my bandmate Pat and I, who plays bass and sings occasionally, were um, mm-hmm. trying to think of a band name. And they're incredibly hard because basically everything is taken. Uh so the process looks like, <laughs> you know, you think of something cool and then you Google that and Bandcamp and there are like seven results already. So like all <laughs> yeah. the other stuff we wanted was taken. Um, and so we were Googling like lists of nautical terms because we thought nautical terms sounded cool. Um, <laughs> and Downhaul came up and then Downhaul was not taken. So that's what we went with. We wanted to do something that was... Uh, one word and two syllables. We knew that. So, so why 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 uh, did you decide to do one the nautical thing and why why did the syllables matter so much to you? Did you want it to be like a like a pop song, but not a pop song, but like a pop song in your name? You know, like people are like oh yeah, downhaul. Like I get it. It's, it's yeah yeah yeah. It's so it's um, yeah. So we both went to uh, a college near the water. So we mm-hmm. have always had that imagery alive, and our album art has been. Like water oriented so far. Oh yeah, yeah. I looked, I looked at the um, the the second album you guys just came out with. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I saw the about leaving is what it's called, right? And yeah. uh, I looked at it and it, and I saw the first one. I didn't know that you recorded four songs before then in 2016 and an yeah. album called Little Whim. And mm-hmm. I saw both and I was like, wow, those are both uh, beach scenes. And then uh, then I listened to it, and it's not beach rock at all, you know, it's <laughs> pop punk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. We, uh, I think both of us just really like the water, like being near it. Um, so it was, and the, the pictures came out well. So Yeah, we no, they look yeah. beautiful. Did you, uh, get a, did you photograph those yourself, or did you get someone yeah. to do that? Or yeah. How so does that Pat, work out? Pat and I are actually both film photographers. It's like a hobby we both have. So, oh, we were kind of like photography. Thank you, thank you. We were kind of like competing to see who could find better pictures from album art. <laughs> nice, that's always good. And uh, 
Are, are those two people in the water uh, in the first album? Is that one of your band members or just random people that are on the beach that day? Those or? those are strangers. Uh, so hopefully they don't recognize themselves someday. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be cool, man. I'd love to be on a I'd love to be a stranger on a on yeah. I'm like, whoa, I, I recognize myself. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, well, that's cool. I mean, nice catchy mm-hmm. name. You know, you can't can't forget about it i, I definitely didn't like oh, uh, heard you guys live and i thought it was that was amazing i thought your sound check went well um but um i was going to talk about your unique style and how uh during sound check uh and during um when i walked in and talking to people they they noticed that you have a you have a country voice uh you know because we're from the south here uh, yeah, i think yeah, yeah. well at least i am and and uh, people notice like you know this guy this guy has a he has a country voice and uh, <laughs> and you're doing punk rock, you know? So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's weird to say that, uh, you know, well, we got this country guy and he, and he, and he has this like country twang to his voice, but he's doing punk rock. And I think that's like the most unique. That's one thing I loved about uh, you guys the most was that, you know, you have these guys who go against what ever someone would say they need to do. Like, Oh, you got a country voice. Why don't you do, you know, uh, southern rock or something like that and you're like nah i'm I'm gonna go more punk with everything and i thought that was i thought that was like what do you think that that brings to uh your band what do you think personally about you know your voice and how that works out so you know i had never ever considered myself as having like a draw or a twang or anything like that but um as most of us don't yeah 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 so we started getting uh like reviews or whatever of our second ep of about leaving um and that was the reoccurring theme. The reoccurring theme was like, oh, like country twang, like southern twang in the voice, like sounds like he has a twang in his voice. And I was like, dang, I had no idea because <laughs> no, you don't does that think... bother you or No, not at all. I love country. I listen to Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's obviously not very cool to admit, but like Pat and I listen to a lot of country. A lot. Well, I mean yeah. and a lot of people a lot of people who are not from the South they'll they'll judge you for that like oh yeah. well, what, what are you yeah. doing in punk rock but like yeah. living in the south and being from here you you listen you basically every station is country yeah you got six yeah. F- six or five stations are country and like two of yeah. them not here like popular music and then you have like two hardcore rock stations and then uh-huh. you have uh, a lot of classic like so there's not a diversification of uh of stations out here so when you grow up around this area you live listen to country and that becomes who you are like i sit there and i play chuck berry and all those other artists all the time yeah and yeah. then you know i hang out with my country friends and i'm like oh brad paisley jason aldean like how do you know <laughs> these guys you yeah, know? yeah 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 like i know like I know people like Slaughter Beach Dog, the the people you played with, and then I know people like Brad Paisley, and people are like, "What's wrong with you, dude?" And I'm like, this, <laughs> this is where I came from. You know? Yeah, and no, and so I mean, I totally get that, and I think a lot of people wouldn't. They'd be like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" So, yeah. <laughs> Another thing so, is that um, the, yeah, they're always the radio stations that have the best reception. Yeah, yeah, th- that's the thing I found about living in the South is you you get to like the the funky funky jazz station and like yeah, oh, it's terrible. Yeah, and yeah. then you get to the country station and then you get the perfect like loud and clear, man. Me. Yeah, yeah, and it's like why you know and I, I never got that i guess you know country stations they pay more out south because that's what people listen to i mean that's the populace you know that's the popular music of the south this country so i can't really blame the yeah. south for wanting to yeah. make money off country music but 
that it makes me sad to live here because I, you know, I hear about places in like San Fran and Portland, Oregon, who that is just like a plethora of radio stations that are playing like unknown artists. And that's what bothers me the most is because I feel like there's a lot of you guys out here who are making wonderful, beautiful music on the East Coast. But um, when it comes to those in, in the West, they get recognized more because, you know, they have that scene and that scene is gro- grown so much out there, you know, and, and yeah, it's not, it's sure. not as, as it's not as productive out here, but I appreciate you guys, especially for making a name for yourself in a place where it's really hard to make a name for yourself, you know? Yeah, no, and, we, um, it, it's definitely something I agree with you on. It, it's, there are not a lot of opportunities for especially smaller bands to get, you know, play and things like that. Um, We've been really lucky. We have a good number of friends and bands, especially in North Carolina. Um, shouts out Proper Sleep in Raleigh. Shouts out Old Sport in the Charlotte area. Shouts out Zen Marino and Elon. Uh, those are like our best friends. Um, and it's definitely tough because we would hope that if people heard our music, they'd like it. You know, it's just hard, like you're saying, to people to hear it. Yeah, and, and going to your music for a second. Um, so we talked about the country twang and stuff. And uh, when I was listening to a lot of your albums, and I, you know, I've been I've been purging on your stuff since oh, uh, I heard you guys from the first. Yeah. Uh, um, do you feel as if um, your lyrics? Because I've been listening to all your lyrics, and a lot of your lyrics resonate with me personally because you know I'm a junior in college. Yeah, of course. And uh, I go through all the junior in college struggles yeah. that I feel like you talk about in your in your lyrics. So, do you feel like um, your lyrics are a perfect representation of the things that you've been through in college or in your life, or do you feel as if these are stories that you've made up by seeing people around you go through these things, or is it a mixture of both? Well, like. What what audience are you hoping to resonate with? Because I feel as if per, like my personal opinion is that you're trying to resonate with like the kind of modern society of like college kids who are like going through these struggles of like depression and suicide. And I and I saw I heard a few lyrics in there about drug overdose and drug use. And so, um, what do, what do you feel personally that you're um, trying to reach out to? Like who, who who inspires you? What inspires you? Or like who are you trying to reach out to in these songs? Yeah, sure. Um... So a lot of the good thing about like emo music and the idea behind it is that like you can write about what you feel. So there are people who make amazing music that is like very politically charged, you know, and that's awesome. And I wish I could do that. Maybe someday I'll be able to, but, but, um, but for me, it's like the only thing that I really could confidently write about is like my own feelings and as Hmm. like self, oriented or like self-focused as that sounds like that's that's what's easy for me to write like the things that things that i you know can feel and can things that i can i don't have to like use my imagination really hard to put myself in these situations with you know these people and they say to write what you know and this is the stuff that that i guess i know yeah and 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 that that you know i wrote i write poetry and i used to write music until i felt like i was it was that's that's own personal thing but anyway (laughs) uh i used to write poetry oh i know i still write poetry and i feel like my poetry represents a lot of like who i am as a person the struggles i go through my inner thoughts and it, it flows naturally and i feel like a lot of people are trying so hard to be something else in music nowadays that they're 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 going away from this uh 
this personalization of music and they're more going towards like the popularization of music where they're trying to outreach to people. So to hear you say, well, you know, man, I write what I feel that makes me feel, and maybe I'm getting it wrong, but it makes me feel like you're trying to write music that's for you. And, and, and if it does reach to other people, good, but your music is for you. Like, is, is that what you kind of feel sort of, or? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when we, when I wrote these songs, I wasn't really thinking about even forming a band necessarily. I just wanted to like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay. So that wasn't, cool. that wasn't the plan in the beginning. Uh, when we did little whim, we, it was like me, Pat and one of our friends played drums on it. Like there wasn't really a vision of playing shows. There wasn't really a vision you know, being a capital D band, we were, I just wanted to have these songs like down and recorded and, and that was that. Um, but like you said, uh, people, people resonated with it. It resonated with people. Um, a lot of, you know, my friends were really into it. A lot of people that I guess weren't my friends were into it. Um, people on the internet were really nice about it, which is shocking. Um, well, it was good though. People resonate with you. I mean, I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but uh, I, I'm into button poetry. They're they're a publisher who publish a few other poems and stuff like that. And a lot of those artists on there, they write what they feel. Yeah. And uh, I I think they write for themselves. And I think I think that's how art in general should be. Um, it should be writing for yourself because you know this is what we get with artists. You know, we get like Chester dying, and we get yeah. uh, those tragedies because those guys get so into hey, this album, everyone hates it. You yeah. Know? And it's like, it shouldn't be about everyone hates it. Do you hate it? Like, that's, th- at the end of the day, you're going to you're gonna be by yourself with your music. And can you sit at the end of the day, play an acoustic rendition of your song to yourself and say, hey, man, you know, I like it. it it's grooving, you know? Yeah, no. If you can't if you, to your own music, what's the point of writing music, you know? If you get wrapped up in what other people think about it, it's, you know, it's, it's not healthy, it's not good. Um, which is why I think whenever we you know, record a song. We're not really all that. So like when we recorded the second EP, like it was a very real balance with, okay, like, do we go back to the stuff that people liked about the first EP or do we try new things? You know? And I was like, let's try new things. It's not all that concerned about people want want or don't want from my next recordings. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was going to ask you next. Like, uh, do you feel like you progress since little whim? Like, do you feel like you progress as an artist? I was listening to little whim and like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to discredit your, your, uh, things, but it, it sounded like it was like a low quality. Um, not, not as, did you change something yeah, with your recording yeah, software? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause, cause you can definitely tell the difference of clarity. Like it, it's good. I mean, it, it, it's objectively great. Um, but there's those, uh, objective things also subjectively low quality so do you feel like you've progressed both in getting new equipment and also writing like do yeah you feel like you've yeah kind of so got a hang of things more so another those? thing is that like the little whim songs are really really old like those songs are old songs <laughs> All right. and also we recorded things differently so like the vocals sound really different on ep1 and ep2 mm-hmm. um and also, I'll say this, the drummer and bass player learned those songs the day before we recorded them. So, it, <laughs> uh, we, yeah, yeah, did you did you write the bass lines or did you basically say, uh, here's the key the bass should be in? And then the bass was like, yeah, I, I'm musically talented enough to put this in that key. Or what happened with that? It's process? very much the latter. I mean, he does whatever he wants and I basically got gotcha. fine with it. He doesn't know that's so, yeah, there's no controlling him. <laughs> 
So what? Well, that's good. It's good to have talented artists like that, yeah, you know, on course, your side. I'm very lucky. Um, uh, so how has that um, kind of haphazard way? I'll, I'll say it that way. Haphazard way of recording things. How has that made struggles for uh, your live shows? Has it? Has yeah, it at all? Yeah. No. Uh, um, so we we recorded EP one that way. EP two was different. EP two we had been playing those songs live. Like we knew how they went, we knew, okay. you know, what yeah. the structure of them was. Everybody played the songs prior to the day before. I'd sung the songs, you know, a number of times live. Um, mm-hmm. So every few weeks on EP two, like we've been playing that song since our first show. Like we've been playing that song forever. Um, mm. So we had that down, and then I think the interlude too. We've been playing that forever. But it, it was definitely way different recording the first and the second ones in terms of preparation, in terms of I think the production is very different. Um, mm-hmm. And like like you're saying, there's definitely a progression there. I don't shy away from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, how do you feel now that EP two was um, done that way? Do you feel as if it, it's not? I mean, you guys. I mean, when I saw you guys out there, you you had a real passion for it. It wasn't like I went to go see um, Haken the other day, uh-huh. and um, I don't know if you know them, the progressive metal. Um, I went to go see them the other day, and yeah, they did the whole show Bowie thing, and they put on a show, but those those guys didn't have a, you know, there's a certain passion that you get when you first start uh, doing live shows, and, 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 you, and you, you have a drive for your music, and then after a while, I guess it dies off, and then it's just show Bowie after that. Sure. But have you found that there's a difference in your passion between ep1 and two and how you've both recorded them because you said you know you knew the songs from two whereas the first one was kind of like um you know you, you did it yeah. out, of, out, of, out of the Just blue out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. so have, have, do you feel like do you feel like you've um lost passion in between it or do you think you gain more passion for actually knowing what you're about to play instead of lo- like having the nervousness of like oh well we're gonna kind of wing it now yeah you know? yeah one thing i'll say is that um we we play them very differently now. So like, mm. EP the EP two songs like we play those songs pretty much how they were recorded. So like, how things worked out or always talk like those songs like those are that's how we play them. Like that's how we play them live. But I mean, expire and and driveway like we play very different stuff live now. Just because like we didn't have time to like road test those songs. You know like. The drummer and bass player learned those songs on a Friday, and we recorded them on a Saturday. Like, there was no like time oh, to like dang. to like gel as a band or like figure out like cool parts we did or didn't want or anything like that. Like, I mean, we we, we just tracked it. Um, whereas when the EP two yeah. songs were recorded, we've been playing them for a while, and like we knew what we did and didn't like, and we had a good idea of the tempos down. And so like we yeah. we recorded so more- we recorded expire super fast. We play that maybe like seven <laughs> or eight BPM slower live. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, good. I mean, I'm I'm glad that it seems that you've gotten things together. Yeah, we have. <laughs> um, so what do you what would you say personally is like the main struggles of being so small? I mean, obviously, like um, you can't make you can't make a living off of it. So do, do you find a hard time? Or maybe you do make a living of it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just assuming. Here. Yeah, you yeah, know yeah. What happens when you assume stuff? Uh, 
do you find it hard to balance between like what you have to do to live and then what you want to do to live? Like what, what are the struggles when it comes to being a small? Sure. Band, so in your opinion, the thing about being like a hobby band is that, um, and I say hobby band because like all of us have jobs. We all, you know, like being the band comes second to all the things we have to do, you know, when we wake up, uh, and, and that's fine. We all understand that. Like we're all at, the, at a very realistic point with this where like, we'd love to keep growing as much as we could, you know, and like play big shows and, you know, keep writing, keep recording. Um, but we're all very realistic about it. Um, the hardest thing is just like exposure. So like we think that people would like these songs if we heard them, uh, if they heard them. Yeah. The hard part, oh, the hard part about being a band of our size is, you know, getting people to hear them. Uh, we are, yeah, we're at the point where like all of our friends have heard our songs. Um, <laughs> Whether they whether they want to or not, <laughs> yeah. yeah, all of our friends have heard our songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but when we get a chance, like you're saying, like the Slaughter Beach show, like that's like our really big chance for people that don't know us to hear our songs. Uh, and so, yeah, opportunities like that are really great. Yeah. And I was looking. So you would say the biggest thing is just getting your name out. Yeah. There. Like, cause you, you see, you seem to have a lot of confidence in your music, and you should. It's it's great songs. They're they're well put together. Even if EP one is a little, <laughs> you know, difficult, uh, EP two is perfect. Is is in a lot of ways, it's just it's a wonderful listen. Um, Thank you. There's a lot of things in there that resonate with a lot of people. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of more, a little more people would resonate with your songs if if you guys are able to get your voice out there, and and that's what I think you should be. That's what I think any local artist should do. I think, you know, stay independent, stay, um, you know, tracking with that. But um, yeah, I mean, your your name deserves to be out there, and um, that is. I think this is a struggle for anyone, you know, who's coming up and trying to make something of sure uh, yeah, yeah, passions. Yeah. and you know and you're obviously doing this for a passion it's not because like you want money or right. you know maybe everyone wants money for things, <laughs> but uh, you definitely have a passion for it um so a, a few a few last questions sure. here um i've seen i saw on your facebook that you guys have opened for tons of people like uh remote drive yeah 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 uh, slaughter beach that Dog, just happened just yeah a few yeah, what is what is uh have you ever opened for an artist that you're like, man, I don't really think we should have opened for these guys. <laughs> like uh like they they play some hardcore R and B and you guys are out there just you know, smacking around. Let some... me think. Um we've definitely been the odd man out on shows. Um let me go and look at our list just to uh, try and remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. I... No, it's totally fine. I'm gonna Okay. We played I don't necessarily want to name any names, but we played a show. Yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah. we we played. We've played shows with um, like very very pop punk bands, and we mm -hmm. like pop punk. I know Pat listens to a ton of pop punk, but a lot of times uh, mm -hmm. we're not necessarily what their fans want to hear. <laughs> you know, and, and that's and yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Like. I yeah, get that. we're yeah. just grateful for it. We haven't we haven't yeah. played any like crazy metal shows, or we haven't played anything like that. We've been not that we w so nothing really weird. You guys have kind of been in the same general area, but yeah, 
I understand. There's a difference. Like I think I think there's a difference between like uh, people see pop, say punk and they're like you know they get all the pop punk bands, but like you know there's great bands out there that are like indie punk. Yeah, and, sure, uh, sure. Well, I guess indie punk is just indie. There's like there's a lot of great like folk punk. Like that's that's how I got into Slaughter Beach Dog because you know I, I heard it all the time like yeah well modern baseball is folk punk or like front bottoms or folk punk. And uh, you know that that term got th- thrown out there loosely a lot, but uh, amongst my friends, I used to love um, some of that a stuff. Lot of different... Yeah, so there's like, yeah, yeah, it's I used great. to love like it's, it's really Andrew great. Jackson, Jihad, and Rosa, and like all those bands. I know he, I know yeah, he goes yeah. by AJJ now. Um, yeah, yeah, but no, I mean, I, I definitely understand that. We so we're lucky enough that we can play on a number of bills. Like, I, I don't think we were too out of place on the Slaughter Beach Dogs, Shannon Moser bill. And then no, and actually, in, in all honesty, it was it was a weird lineup anyway, because you know you guys you had you guys up there like screaming and yelling for a few minutes, yeah. and, and I say I say that in, in the best context of screaming, yeah, 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 and, of course, like, good screaming and yelling, and then you had Mosner come out and she was like all you know folky like ah, just her guitar, then, yeah. Then you had Slaughter come out there. Yeah, yeah, and then it was like you guys were about the same. Like Shannon was, Shannon was the odd dog out there. And so <laughs> it, it, it's it's really weird how that happens in shows. But you know, every music event's an, an experience, and I think you guys brought um, a lot to the experience. Um, so one last few things that yeah, I want to talk course. about is gear. So what 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 did you guys use to one? You know, because a lot of people are this this podcast is to help people understand sure. like what does it take to even get to the small yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. So like um. What is your gear? What was your gear between EP one, EP two? How that changed? Sure. No. Um, what do you use for live shows? What do you not? So, what do you guys? What do you guys got? What do you guys? Yeah, got, we um, over there. So we recorded in Greensboro, North Carolina, at a studio called Legitimate Business, and they're awesome. They've done a number. So they have legitimate. Yeah, business. that's the name of the studio. Um, we we recorded EP one. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 oh, yeah. and EP two there. Uh, the guy's name is mm-hmm. Chris Hilbert. He's great. His prices are super fair, uh, and he'll. And if you can't afford it, I know he'll work with people. Um, and we also cool. just finished recording EP three with him. We finished that like recording like last week, so we should be getting mixes sometime. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's that was going to be my last question. Yeah. Is you know, are we going to see anything else yeah, from you? Yeah, no. We are um, you guys going to tour again? So I'm guessing you would tour for the new EP, right? Yeah. So we are. Um, we finished recording EP three. Like the last day of August, so like, I guess like mm. August thirty first, we finished vocals. Um, it's just four more songs, and it's so it's going to be like the third installment of kind of the trilogy we did with the three EPs, um, and mm. we're going to do that, and then we're going to release it, and then we're going to I guess play some shows. And then we're going to um, press all three of our EPs on a 12-inch record on vinyl, and so people can listen to oh. people can listen to all three of them uh, like together. Is Ooh, the goal? That sounds like a a dope plan. Honestly, that sounds cool. Yeah, yeah. So we we went back to we went back to legitimate business to record, um, and he's got a pretty good setup. He's got you know, a live room and he's got an isolation booth and I think it's a pro tools rig and he's got all kinds of drums and guitars and basses. And, um, so you guys definitely didn't do the whole like studio, uh, album. I mean, not, not home studio album. You didn't No, no, house. we didn't. So, okay. So, so when talking gear, yeah. So when talking gear, let's go more towards like, what did you use? Like, what, what were you guys playing on? Do you remember? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, 
I know uh, the drummer Tyler played. I think it's a DW acrylic set. Ooh. It's it was pretty nice. It sounded yeah. great. Um, Sounds great. I, and then I think he used the same one on EP three. Pat has a five string Fender jazz bass, and he has a full tone OCD that he uses. He keeps on all the time. That's how he gets that like dirty bass tone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good and dirty bass tone. And then he has um, and in the studio is like a really really old Ampeg uh, head and cab. It might be like in the seventies or something. It's old. Yeah. And then when I did EP1 and EP2, I was playing a Mexican Strat uh, in the neck pickup, and we did a stereo pair for guitars. So one ear was my amp, which is like the 40-watt Fender uh, Hot Rod Deluxe, and then the other guitar track is a twin reverb, uh, I think silver bass. And then my pedals are, I have a... Uh, it's called a Timmy. Is the distortion pedal that I keep on all the time. Mm-hmm. And then I have a EQ booster, which is made by, I want to say full tone. Or exotic. Exotic effects. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And that's, that's what I click on for heavier parts. And then I used that same rig, except for I got a new guitar, which is, I guess, the one you saw. It's uh, Reverend Flat Rock. Yeah, that Reverend's was a really cool guitar. company. Yeah, that was a very beautiful guitar. The green one, yeah. Yeah. And I use that one on EP3, so all the guitar parts on EP3 are that one. Here, here's what I love about pop punk, and I, I think that's all incredible, incredible gear, and I, and I love hearing about all the gear stuff. Uh, here's what I love about uh, punk in shows like uh, like the one I went to go watch. Um, I found people were using different gear. Like, no one was using the same thing, right? And I just went to go see this other show. You know, everyone was using, uh, was it Kiesel electric guitars? Like, every single... Yeah. Like, if you were not using a Kiesel electric guitar, you weren't an artist. Like, (laughs) every single... That's funny. Every single band had one, dude. And I was like, all right, I get it. I, I, uh... Industry standard. Yeah, I guess, but they were using like Kiesel guitars and fractal amplifiers, and like they they had the setup, man. And I was like, I get it, and and they play good music. I'm not discrediting their music. I'm just like, do you really need all that to perform well? You know? <laughs> at, at some point, it just feels showy. So I love seeing where you know your stuff is high and low end, both, but you know has both aspects. I love seeing diversification of, of stuff because that's how music started. You know, not everyone had the greatest sure. thing. You know, when Chuck Berry was throwing out some stuff, you know, he didn't have the best guitar. Um, so I I love hearing about gear that's diversified and how it's uh and like how are you how you're utilizing a lot of different aspects. And I, I think it's it's great that you guys um using beautiful drum set and great bass and uh. Uh, and I loved your guitar. I thought it, I thought it was beautiful whenever I saw it. Um, oh, thank you. So, what are, what are your uh, what do we expect to see from the new album? What are some things that are different? And uh, what are your favorite? Okay, two, yeah. What hmm. are your favorite? What are your favorite two songs from uh, from uh, the last album that you made? My my personal favorite. I mean, we well, can talk about the last two because I don't want you to put half of you know. Yeah. Uh, but my per- two personal yeah, yeah, favorites yeah. were. Um, and everyone should check these out. These are really good songs, in my opinion. Uh, they're all good, but my personal opinion that. Uh, I love every few weeks. I love that song resonates with me. I, I love the um, the yelling at the end. Um, yeah, that whole yeah. like group yell. 
Uh, that I love that yeah. song. I that, that get I get down to that like two hundred percent. This is beautiful, <laughs> and uh, always talk. I, I I liked it because there's songs that get too repetitive and they don't work, and this is a song that's sure. super repetitive, but it works somehow. And I don't get that. It's 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 unique for me to like a repetitive song, and I would say it's repetitive, but I say it works for some reason. And I like it. And I groove to it. So uh, any of the listeners out there, you guys should check those out. But uh. Going back to you, what, what do we see on the new album, and uh, what are your favorite sure, songs? Sure, sure, yeah. Last two. Okay, uh, so the new songs, hmm. well, there are there are four of them. There's no interlude. I don't think any of them are all that long. There's nothing as long as always talk. I know that for sure. Um, there's let's see there's a fast song we played one of the new songs live with slaughter beach we've been playing one of them live for a long time and it felt good to finally record that hmm. um Pat I, sings I a remember, lot more i don't remember hearing anything out of the ordinary but it, it, it's been a long time ago yeah. it's been a few weeks and... yeah of course yeah so pat sings more on this one um if you listen to Always Talk, he's the one that sings the chorus in yeah, that song. Yeah, I heard that, and I and I and I think you guys both yeah. share a good. Um, you know, when I listen to Modern Baseball, I hate, I hate hearing anything that's not. Uh, I hate hearing Brandon's voice over Jake's. Okay, yeah, yeah, because that that yeah, like. I can <laughs> I can get down to it, but after a while I'm like, please just let's just let's just play Apartment and let's just go and let's just listen to Jake's. <laughs> but. You would think with your diverse voice, and then um, the other guy who's singing, he doesn't have he has the kind of like clean cut voice that you would understand. You would think that you would get tired of yours because like ah, I'm tired of hearing diversity, but that's the cool thing about you guys is somehow you're not a Brandon and Jake. You guys work because your voice is diverse to the point where it's not annoying, and then his voice is the clean to where you get that kind of like subtle like ah okay, you know. So I, I noticed that. Yeah, I was like, he's oh, a very. Yeah, I noticed that, and I was like, oh, this is great. You get diversity, but you also get, like, a nice little, like, uh, cutaway from diversity. Um, I thought it was good. I, I, it ruins it for modern baseball, but it works for you guys very well. Um, so, congratulations. Yeah, he has a very good voice. He was, uh, he sang in a bunch of bands, and he is a very, like, good capital G singer. Um, <laughs> but he's singing more. We have a lot, we have a couple more, like, gang vocal moments, which mm-hmm. I'm glad to hear you liked. I think we have gang vocals in uh, maybe two or three of them. Hmm. One definitely comes to mind. Uh, there's a song in 6-8. We hadn't done a 6-8 song yet. Oh, it's 6-8 um, timing? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, it's How a 6-8 that? song. Uh, so it's the last one. Uh, it's big. It's epic. Uh, we hope people like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm going to go Hans Zimmer on and, this. Yeah, that's right. We're branching out. Uh <laughs> And then, what else is going on in the new one? We have, let me think, we're double tracking a lot of my vocals. So okay. if you listen to like the chorus of how things worked out or um, the chorus of every few weeks, those are like when the vocals are doubled. Yeah, I We did that, that a lot thing. on the new one. Yeah, because it sounds like more full. Um, yeah, definitely. So we have a lot of that on the new one. And a lot of the new guitar. Otherwise, I think the songs are are very much us. I don't think people are going to listen and be like, oh, your sound is so different now. (laughs) And what's the problem with that? What's the problem with diversifying, you know? Uh, Bob Dylan never did it until he almost died. And and then, you know, and he did it so late that everyone was like, nah, I hate Bob Dylan's new stuff. But, like, you know, he he eventually went more bluesy. 
And, and so what's, yeah. wrong, what's wrong with yeah. diversifying, you know? If you do the same <laughs> stuff all the time, you're not really growing as an artist, I feel, you know? Ariana yeah. Grande yeah, back I, in 2009. I, I, I understand that. You know, Ariana Grande <laughs> back in 2009 is the same Ariana Grande now. Like, I don't want to listen to her crap sure. then, and I don't want to listen to it now, you know? But she diversified a sure. little bit. Maybe she, went, maybe she did a little country country deal. <laughs> that's right. I'm just maybe Ariana Grande should get into country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no, that's but... Um, <laughs> Um, no, I, I think I think people are gonna. I think if you like the first two, I think this is like a refined uh, take on some of those same ideas. Okay. I think if we do anything, if we do anything crazy, I think it'll be with the next set of recordings. Cool. Well, do you uh, so do you we'll guys see. have any set tour dates yet, or no? We don't have any tour dates right now, but I know we're playing. Raleigh and Greensboro. So we're doing Raleigh twice in October, and I think Greensboro once in October. Cool. Well, um, if you I think those are, yeah. Well, I'll definitely give our uh, listeners or not listeners links to those uh, dates. Um, we can talk about that later. Um, sure. But but what are your two favorite songs from the last EP? And we'll we'll close with that. Two and, favorite songs. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Hmm. And why? Why are they your favorites? I love, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I like how things worked out. Um, I think that is super fun to play live, and it's got that long verse in the middle. So the, so the structure is good. It's like there's like this. It's like chorus, riff, intro. A chorus, riff, verse, chorus, riff, outro. Yeah. So the structure is a little weird in that song. And the verse is super long, and I like how it builds. Um, and I think those are my favorite lyrics of any of the songs so yeah. far. Yeah, did, did you write the song, like, personally, or was that, like, something that yeah, happened yeah. to you? So, or? Yeah, so for me, it's, like, it's usually somewhere between the two. So yeah. any song is, like, definitely informed by personal experience. Um, but maybe you, like, embellish some of the details or something like that or... It would be hard to write about like exactly something that happened to me because a lot of times, you know, my life is super, super boring. So, like, <laughs> um, I, I think, I think most of us, that, maybe. <laughs> I think most of us that are going through a lot of struggles and and we're, I think all artists think that their lives are boring, and then everyone like yeah. fantasizes like, oh man, I bet your life is great. Like, I bet you walk around all day <laughs> just being an artist every day, you know. I don't think people realize that art, artists are just as boring as everyone else, and then we have like these they small are. little moments that help us make art. So, yeah, it, it's funny it's that you say that because I think a lot of people are like, "Oh no, you're not boring. You're an artist." Like, no, I'm, I, <laughs> I, I, I put my shorts on the same way you put your shorts on, you know. One leg at a time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my second favorite is probably. So it's tough because, like, in terms of songs to play live, I like different songs than, like, songs I listen to. So, Well, emotionally. what? Let's, let's go lyrically and emotionally. Oh, emotionally? Yeah. Mm. Besides the last one. Yeah, okay. Um, We're all about feelings here I, on this. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. That's the best way to do it. Um, I guess it would be expire then. Okay. I really like I really like that song. Uh, it's a lot a lot of words, and sometimes like when there's a topic that's particularly heavy, you like have a lot of say, and you want to just get it off your chest. And 
that was, and that, that was, was a good, good off your chest song yeah yeah because it's like a this song's got a million lyrics like none of my lyrics repeat so like none of the choruses have the same words just because i don't want to say the same thing twice at this point um maybe that'll happen on our next recording maybe i'll write some huge hook and want to sing it a million times but we'll, we'll see at that. this point yeah i and i i think that works i everyone like in pop culture it's always with verse chorus verse chorus chorus has got to be the same everything's got to work the same way but like you look at people who have really really made things work by diversifying you look at like uh my favorite artist is bonavere that guy has songs that guy has songs where literally i think majority of his songs don't have the same chorus you know, it's just a build up yeah. to a build up to it. You know, it keeps going, and I, and I think that sure. tells a story that takes us back to the old times. Why do we why do we have music? We have music because people used to sing music to their kids to tell stories, so people will remember these things. You know, poems used to be sung. Um, so I, I I think it I think that way of doing things, and I, and I appreciate you especially for that because that way of doing things is is going back to the roots and saying you know I'm tired of being like every one else you know that's just going to be like verse chorus verse chorus where verse chorus works and it and, you know it has good music i i appreciate the songs that are just like hey man i get a new thing to hear every single time and if i actually yeah. invested in the song i'll actually remember it all you know it's good it's good to want to invest in music because it's easy to not invest in pop culture music because you hear a song once lyrics repeat five times you got it down. It's good. Yeah. You're done. You get to go on with your day. And where a lot of people, like, that's good for them. That's how they like to enjoy music. I love to be invested. And so um, I think that's just a good way to get invested. So, sweet. Um, do you have any final words that you want to say to people who are, you know, trying to start live bands or uh, just any final words you want to say, like, anyone you want to think? Yeah, yeah music let me think. Or... Hmm. For everyone, uh, I guess, that wants to play music or starting a band or something like that, I would say that, first of all, uh, don't ever pay to play. So if you're working with a promoter and they try to make you, you know, do pre-sale or something like that, uh, don't do it. Have you ever had to do that? Even, (laughs) so... We have been offered a number of shows that with really, really big bands, with like huge bands in our genre. Um, but you would have to pay to play. Would be, the, basically, the deal would be like, here are 50 pre-sale tickets, and if you don't sell these tickets, you have to pay for the ones you don't sell. Oh, dude, that's And terrible. I hate that. I, think, is... that's, I think that's terrible. Um, I didn't know that was So I would on. tell, oh, it is extremely prevalent in North Carolina especially. I would say that don't do pre-sale, even if it's was a huge chance to play with one of your favorite bands. Um, set up house shows. People that have houses, let people play shows. Clear it with your neighbors before. <laughs> I've had way more fun at house shows than basically any other kind of show. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. House shows seem Because the energy is great. Yeah, 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 they're amazing. They're yeah, fantastic. I, I, I want to go to a house well. show. I've never been to a house show, and it's like it's my hipster hipster wanting to live out west and in portland oregon dream to go to a house show because they have them out there all the time and they're just well, they have them in north carolina all the time i just got to be more aware i guess you know <laughs> yeah our our first uh one i guess our first three shows were in houses hmm. so we played a house in greensboro and then a different house in greensboro 
and we've played at a house in Raleigh, and we've played houses in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, Newport News, Virginia. There are houses all over the place. Um, yeah, well, so if you're starting a house. A, yeah, if you're starting a band, uh, play some house shows. Get your friends to throw some house shows, and that's it's great experience. It's great community building. It's a great time. But do that long before you pay to play anywhere. Yeah, pay to play just seems like you know. Uh, I don't remember yeah, it's not good. a lot of the bands that I went to go listen to. You know? Yeah, exactly. Or but you like to, missed them. You know? I went to go see Tool like years ago and I don't remember who opened for Tool. I remember they sucked, but like, <laughs> I, 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 you just don't. So I, yeah, I don't, I, I get the reason why you would never want to do that. Well, well, good. Thank you for that insightfulness. And, uh, we can't, I personally can't wait to hear the third album. Do you know when it's going to drop? Do you have any ideas or? So, we are hoping to get our mixes sometime next week. Um, we're not positive, obviously, it's outside our control. So I'd be surprised if it wasn't next week or the week after. Then after we go back and forth with the producer and like, oh, you know, like turn snare drum up or turn my vocals down or like cut out this part or like once we trade emails about editing mixes, then we send them to the mastering guy and he takes a couple days. Then I think we're going to shop these around to some record labels. Um, I don't expect we'll get any hits. I think we're going to give ourselves like three or four weeks on record label stuff. So if, not, if there are no bites on record labels and if everything goes according to like kind of how I expect it to go in terms of getting mixes and masters back, it could be like middle or end of October. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll be looking yeah. out for that. And, uh, I can't wait to hear it and uh, can't wait to see you guys grow as an artist. It's good to, it's good to love local bands because you get to see them grow and, or get destroyed and, uh, Whichever, whichever path it goes out, I, I, I hope that you enjoy it and you enjoy your life and your time here on Earth as we should all um, just awesome. listen music and listening to it, you know? Well, thank yeah, you so course. much for coming on, and I, uh, I appreciate you as a person. And, uh, I Thanks, hope Landon. That, I hope that, uh, hope that you have a good day, and I hope that the hurricane doesn't kill you. <laughs> well, folks, that is all for this week on Live Loud and Laundered. I hope that you guys continue to enjoy the abilities to listen to artists that are not known i hope that you check down hall out check out their new album that should be coming out around october the end of or whenever they feel like releasing it uh we're going to leave you with the first song from their second ep and as always rock on i took your phone call in my parents unfinished basement
plan to meet for dinner But I flaked when you filled me in It was obvious and I'm still embarrassed Somewhere between self-centered and self-preservation So now we've got even less to show For all these years of whatever we haven't been But I can't resent you Cause if anything it's my fault But how the hell am I supposed to cope When half the state will 